Welcome to episode 12 of Decatur Dish. If you have been following with us every Tuesday at 1230, you know this is a weekly show we like to do where we catch you up on the latest that's been happening in DeKalb County and get into some of the stories that DeKalb County is talking about most. I'm Maria Moreau, joined by Decaturish founder and editor, the very talented Dan Wisenhunt. Dan, how are you today? I'm great. Uh, glad to have that, uh, what do you call it, water. Uh, it's good to have water back in my house. We'll get into that story in a second. Uh, it was quite an adventure, but I'm doing pretty good today. So You know, on uh, episode 11 last week, we were actually talking at the very end of the show about how water is such a fantastic resource. I think it was the new billing system for DeKalb County. Yeah, interesting timing for the water main to break. It yeah, sure so was. For those that are unfamiliar, uh, last Friday... We had quite a water main break in DeKalb County, and I know we hear from time to time these happening, but this one was of major significance. We were talking about schools getting uh, re uh, evacuated and relocated, uh, water outages, power outages, a lot of businesses impacted residents. You were actually down there when all of this was happening on Friday. Talk to me a little bit about what you saw. Well, I live uh, two doors down from, from the water main break, which uh, I, I'm always expecting water infrastructure to crumble and collapse at some point. It's a well-known problem in DeKalb County. They're going through and they're, they're fixing a lot of these old uh, mains, but they can't get to them fast enough and then one breaks. So I woke up and my neighbor was knocking on my door at 530. I knew something wasn't right because my neighbors normally don't knock on my door at 5.30 for any reason. Uh, then I heard the whoosh sound uh, outside. And so I went outside, 6 o'clock. My son is getting ready for school. And I walked down the street and I saw this torrent of water flowing uh, toward Vista Brook. And I was taking photos with my phone and there was a power pole in the middle of it. And the power pole started rocking back and forth and the light was flickering on and off and this guy comes rushing up to me and he says you need to leave this is dangerous and I'm thinking yeah I know that now I didn't know it walking up to it at the time so I knew it was going to be an adventure these things are always an adventure um, I didn't really know what was going to happen with school so I kept him home apparently DeKalb County uh, it canceled schools in Decatur they just said we're not doing school today we don't have water DeKalb County rerouted everyone to different schools. I don't think half the kids even went that day. So we were signed up for a weekend-long adventure of having no water, uh, no water flow. It was a 42-inch main. We Things were getting a little tense <laughs> around the household. You know, water's kind of important, and you don't realize how important it is until you don't have it. You know, I, I have a pretty strict routine. I like to get up and do my walk. Well, I don't want to walk if I can't take a shower uh, I don't want to cook if I can't wash the dishes and it has a lot of water has a lot of trickle-down effects right no pun intended but that's kind of what happened to us and so there were trucks and they're still gonna have to repair the streets the streets are messed up it looks like Superman and Doomsday have been having a fight out there it, it looks bad there's a giant hole in the ground uh, Saturday night Michael Thurman CEO of DeKalb County was personally on the scene of this thing watching the crews uh, do that and it was kind of interesting because I was I grabbed my son and I said come here I want you to meet somebody and so I, I never miss an opportunity to give him an impromptu lesson about how government works and Mike Thurman sat there and you know 
to my nine-year-old son, sat there and explained how civic infrastructure worked for about 15 minutes. So he got a surprise field trip, and he didn't even know it. Um, wasn't all bad. It, you know, we live on a busy street, so it was nice to have the street closed down and watch the kids bike. We got to see our neighbors more than we usually do because we were giving each other bottles of water and food and letting each other park in each other's driveways when the road wasn't blocked. But it was it was interesting, to say the least. Water's back on now. The road is still looks terrible. They're going to fix that up. Uh, my neighbor, who was knocking on my door, uh, their yard is, is really messed up, so the county's going to have to fix that. One thing that struck me, though, uh, just getting back to the issue of Mike Thurman being out there, and, and I criticize the county a lot in my job. It's, it's my job to criticize, to ask questions, to probe. Uh, and, you know, Mike Thurman is on the receiving end of that a lot of times. If you recall the, the last show, we were talking about the problems with water billing. And, of mm -hmm. course, people were upset about the water billing thing already. And then they called Watershed to figure out what's going on with the water pressure so nobody could get through to Watershed. But I bring it up because so many of the, the important people that I cover surround themselves with spokespeople and other buffers to keep them from having to actually answer a question about anything. And Mike Thurmond is arguably the most powerful man in DeKalb County. And you can walk right up to the man and ask him a question and he'll answer the question. And I know that seems like a small thing to, to maybe the viewers, but from a press perspective, when we're so used to having everything micromanaged to the nth degree about communications, there is something refreshing about being able to walk up to the most powerful person in your government and ask him a question and get an answer right then. So that was pretty cool. I, I, I kind of wish more uh, local officials would take a cue uh, from Mike Thurmond on that. I think it's good to be able to have access to important people and be able to ask him direct questions. But we're, we're back to normal-ish for the most part. Uh, things are still a little, you know, there's a, there's a layer of dirt on my car. I'm just not even going to wash off until the construction finishes because why bother? But we, we have a tale to tell. And, and there's actually a photo, I'm, I may have posted it on Decatur, but it, it was an old concrete main, which is what a lot of these main, this, this mm -hmm. old concrete infrastructure. And you can see the hole, it, it, you know, it, it's as big as a dinner plate, ruptured through. And, and it turned Vista Brook into a river. And Vista Brook still looks, looks pretty bad. Yeah, there's the hole. You can see it right there. Um, it was kind of amazing to see everything that's underneath the street that you live on, the stuff that you, you tend to take for granted because you don't think about it until it doesn't work. Right. And that was the part, despite all the frustration and tension and inconvenience of the thing, it gave me a, a deeper appreciation for the little things that we take for granted every day until they stop working and then it becomes a big deal. And it convinced me more that the county needs to continue its, its efforts to repair all of this aging infrastructure because this could happen to anyone at any time. It wasn't like there was a cold snap or anything before this. It just, boom, happened and life was disrupted for a few days. Uh, so that's that's my story. I don't know how entertaining it was, but that's the good news and all what of happened this, to me. Water's back on, power's back on. Still have the road to address, but for the mm -hmm. most for the most part, students, residents, they are back to business as usual. Yep. Um, DeKalb County is always moving and and making moves, and a part of what 
legislators are doing locally is coming up with this new bill that I wanted to get your take on that would set some sort of rule or rules on how new cities can be formed. Cab County is always evolving and always growing, but this would create some parameters. Cityhood is, is something I've been covering pretty much since I started in Atlanta. The first new city that was created in a long, long time was Sandy Springs, and it, and it was approved by something like 90% of the voters in Fulton County then came Dunwoody, and then came Brookhaven. And with each iteration of the cityhood uh, bill, with the notable exception of Tucker, which I'll explain in a minute, uh, the, the percentages of approvals dwindled because the rationales tended to make less and less sense. And the legislature has spent a lot of time on cityhood and annexation. And the reason for that is because the process sort of starts and ends with the legislature. Their rules dictate what goes on. The last big cityhood push that we had uh, in DeKalb County was La Vista Hills. And I believe, I don't have that number in front of me, but it failed by a couple of hundred votes. It was a very narrow margin of defeat. But that was more or less the end of the line for cityhood. We still have annexations and other things that are going on uh, in DeKalb County. The other thing that was the end of the line for cityhood is Democrats took over the whole legislative delegation. Cityhood in the past has been a very partisan issue to the point where Republicans who don't even live in the district would sponsor cityhood bills in places like Fulton County and DeKalb uh, just because there was no rule saying they couldn't. What is interesting about this, this cityhood bill, Maria, is that it has bipartisan support. I, both Republicans and Democrats in the legislature have expressed frustration with the amount of time that they spend on these issues, uh, these cityhood bills that kind of lead to nowhere and they cause a lot of controversy. And there's a lot of important stuff going on in Georgia, but they, they get really tired of spending all of their time worried about stuff that's going on in Metro Atlanta. Just some things about this bill that I, that I think are really interesting. Uh, it's going to create a, a specific legal process for creating cities. It's going to require a supermajority of voters. That's very important. So 55% or more of the voters in a proposed city are going to have to sign off on this for it to even be approved. Uh, it's going to need a sponsor. This is another thing that's critical. A sponsor who lives in the proposed city that's going to be created has to sponsor the bill. If you recall, in the past, that hasn't always been a requirement. You'd have sponsors who live out in South Georgia somewhere uh, sponsoring these cityhood bills because they were able to hire lobbyists who could get the bill introduced. Uh, the bill would require validation of a petition by a probate court. Also very, very interesting. In the past, there's always been some question about the motives behind uh, cityhood efforts, the, the validity of the signatures and so forth. So this would actually require a probate judge to go in and say, yes, this is a valid petition. Uh, a committee would also need to pay for its own financial impact study to see what the impact of the city would be on county services. So it, as you can see, it's really shifting the burden of creating a new city onto the citizens who want it, as opposed to making new cities um, a creature of the legislature. And just to say we did, mm -hmm. I want to also emphasize how significant this is. There is no current state law around new cityhood. No, so this not. this would create not only those rules like you just uh, went through, but it would codify the entire process. It would, and it's a big deal. And I, I could nerd out on this forever because I've covered cityhood and annexation for 
a long, long time. But people who have been following this will, will appreciate the significance of having bipartisan support. And I think the reason it has bipartisan support is now we're starting to see situations where, oh, the country club just wants its own city. They want their own police force. And they're going to take all the good stuff with them and leave the remaining parts of the city with all the debt that was incurred when the city was formed. So now it's starting to affect cities and communities outside of Atlanta. And I think there's a realization that there needs to be, it doesn't need to be a political thing. It needs to be a process where people that live in a community who have a sense of identity with, uh, Tucker's a good example of this. Tucker passed with 90%, and mainly because people thought Tucker was already a city. Uh, it, it's been a historically designated community for a long time. There are instances where cities absolutely make sense, and then there are instances where it feels like more of a cash grab than anything else. So putting these rules in place will, will kind of help sort that out a little bit and make it more of a grassroots process on behalf of citizens. But again, cannabis is enough. The bipartisan support for this is, is huge. It's a, it's a shift in how uh, these issues are perceived and viewed within the legislature. I want to jump ahead to uh, a topic that we have been talking about for quite some time, uh, warning drivers about especially, and that is surrounding uh, North Druid Hills Bridge. Now, before we get into a lot of these, just for my drivers, for those of you that use this bridge, you are going to want to pay attention. There are some major changes in store uh, for that bridge that crosses North Fork Peachtree Creek, a very populated area. I do want to start off by sending it out to our meteorologist, Rodney Harris, just with a look at what you can expect uh, currently and in the month ahead. Harris, some changes are coming to North Druitt Hills Road in DeKalb County, specifically between Buford Highway and I-85. They're going to start to do some work on the bridge here, and as a result of that, your traffic will be impacted starting Monday. So this will happen in two phases, and as of Monday night, as they start to get the equipment in this area, they're going to start shutting down some of the lanes on North Druitt Hills Road, again, between Buford Highway and I-85. Now, this impact will be minor because even though they'll shut down some of these lanes, you'll still be able to get by and this work will be happening during the overnight hours. This is phase one starting Monday. Now, eventually, once they have the equipment ready to go, they will shut down all of North Druid Hills Road between Buford Highway and I-85. And at that point, you will obviously need an alternate route. Your best alternate route, once they completely shut it down, will be Claremont Road. And we're told that this shutdown, once it starts, will happen for like three months. So that will be a big deal. We don't know exactly where they're going to shut down all of North Druid Hills Road. Of course, we'll let you know. But at least we wanted to make sure that you were aware that some of these lanes will be impacted starting Monday. And of course, we'll keep you up to date in real time on these closures in the Atlanta News First app. And I do just want to clarify, when we say Monday, we do mean February 5th. So yesterday, that has already began, construction crews on site, those, some of those impacts already starting to trickle in, and we're going to expect to see that uh, then more in the daytime uh, in, within the next couple weeks to the next month, right? Mm-hmm. GDOT, uh, Georgia Department of Transportation, has done a lot of uh, proactive communication at this around this issue. My understanding, the bridge was built in uh, 1962, so it's overdue for replacement. And as inconvenient as it is, uh, you'd rather have a planned bridge replacement than an unplanned one, like we had in the downtown connector a few years ago, uh, so people can get ahead of it and plan their commutes around it accordingly. 
but uh, it's just a big piece of civic infrastructure. Infrastructure is kind of the theme of this episode today. Needs to be fixed, and they're moving ahead with it. And uh, the first word I think we used for the episode title, Adventures with Adventures Civic, in civic infrastructure. infrastructure. North Absolutely. Druid Hills uh, Road Bridge, definitely going to be an adventure for my drivers out there. Some fantastic uh, alternate routes, or the main alternate route, really, that you'll need to take, listed by meteorologist Rodney Harris. Uh, is this a road that you're... You frequent? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've crossed that road on the way to Beaufort Highway before. Uh, it's it's going to be a pain. It's you know ninety days of a bridge being closed. Although the, I will I will say ninety days is a pretty ambitious time schedule. I would say, of course, they're doing a lot of prep work in advance, hence the lane closures. But still, three months without a bridge, it, it's going to be a pain in the neck. But in the end, it's going to be something that people can plan for and adjust around. And it's not going to be a situation where the bridge collapses and potentially hurts someone. So as inconvenient as it is, this is just part of life living in a busy city. Sometimes you got to put up with traffic and road construction and other fun inconveniences. But ANF has done a great job of keeping its viewers informed about this, and it's going to be an ongoing process for both of our teams uh, to keep readers and viewers apprised to what's going on with this bridge repair project. We didn't pay him to say that. He's just very nice. I don't know. <laughs> we'll continue to keep you updated, of course, on this and all of the stories coming out of DeKalb County and the Metro Atlanta community. Uh, in the meantime, I mean, the news never stops, not for us here at Atlanta News First and certainly not for you all at Decaturish. Where can people connect with your uh, newsletter? You can go to locallysourcednews.com to sign up for our newsletter. You'll get the daily email. You get the Friday email and the events email that goes out on Monday. Decaturish.com is, is the main website. Supportyourlocalnews.com is where you can pay to support the work that we do. If you appreciate what we do, free news is not cheap. And another great way to support us is downloading the Atlanta News First app. It's a great way to support us by supporting our media partners in Atlanta News First. You get access to this show and all the other great content that ANF produces. And with that, we will catch you next Tuesday at this exact same time at 12.30 p.m. If you're catching this on YouTube Live, let us know what you think. Uh, Click on that link so you can find more DeKalb County stories, including the ones we just mentioned. And, of course, keep it right here on Atlanta News First Plus. We'll catch you later.